0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's
1: Marty Griffin. What's up? Wall Street Journal headline. Biden to Afghanistan. Drop dead. President Biden told the world on Monday that he doesn't regret his decision to withdraw rapidly from Afghanistan or even the chaotic, incompetent way the withdrawal has been executed. He is determined in retreat, defiant and surrender, and confident in the rightness of consigning the country to jihadist rule. We doubt the world will see it the same way in the days, months, and years ahead rough to watch man look my amateur view doesn't mean squat so I uh, reach out to the best of the best and Colonel Jeff McCoslin is one of them he is a true expert West Point grad Army Ranger operation desert shield and storm gets it knows it lived it lives it pleasure to have you here Colonel good morning sir how are you
2: Marty thank you for the kind introduction
1: well you tell me, the headline, Biden to Afghanistan, drop dead. Was it that drastic? Did we abandon them that dramatically, sir?
2: I don't think we necessarily abandoned that dramatically. How can one say you abandoned somebody that you supported for 20 years? And frankly, the last three presidents have been telling the Afghans repeatedly that we are leaving. You have to go back to Barack Obama, who announced that we were ending combat operation in 2014. That's seven years ago. Uh, Donald Trump uh, actually at one point tweeted out all the troops would be home by Christmas, and that was in the fall of 2020. And, of course, Joe Biden made the singular decision to, in fact, do that, announcing that on 14 April of this year, um, and, and now stating categorically that it's not in the United States' national security interest to continue this particular war with U.S. Direct US military support. But I think you have to define, divide, the decision, the policy decision to end U.S. involvement in Afghanistan, and right or not, one can argue that particular point, from the plan and the execution of the withdrawal. And I think, obviously, in the latter case, as you suggested at the top, Marty, there's no doubt that the administration is subject to great criticism, and should be, for the chaotic scenes we've seen for the last several days. And they'll be further judged on that as this evolves, because this is still a dynamic and evolving situation. I mean, don't forget, we're bolstering the security of the Afghan airport. We're sending more U.S. soldiers and Marines into Kabul airport to secure that. Every one of those young Americans we send into Afghanistan right now, we have a responsibility to get out of Afghanistan as well as those they're trying to rescue.
1: Colonel, I'm I'm fascinated by this. I've got this major disconnect and I'm kind of a dummy. One of two things has to be true. That we got horrible intelligence on the ground and or Biden told folks to do things that were the wrong thing to do. In other words, there is no way in hell this was an effective plan. How, Colonel, what really is bizarre to me as a journalist, I'm watching reporters on the ground as late as last Thursday, sir. And they're saying the Taliban won't be here and they're in the capital, Kabul, for 90 days. Hell, Colonel, they were there in nine hours. Where's the disconnect, sir? What happened?
2: Well, there's no doubt about it as well. As you suggest, this was to some degree an intelligence failure, or at least, you know, the intelligence wasn't listened to. And We don't know which of those two things are absolutely correct. But intelligence assessments are just that. They're a prediction based on probabilities with a certain number of caveats. And though I have followed this particular conflict very closely for the last 20 years, spent time in Afghanistan, and frankly thought that ultimately this would probably be the outcome, because I never thought we were able to establish or encourage the establishment of a government that galvanized the support of the population in Kabul. That is critical. I still thought that the Afghan military that we had trained over the last 20 years, spent $83 or $84 billion training, that a certain element of those particular forces would in fact stand and fight, particularly the special commando uh, units, uh, would stand and fight. And they had demonstrated that, you know, in the last couple of months. Don't forget, 60,000 Afghan soldiers have, in fact, died uh, in the fighting over the last 20 years. That's about 27 times the number of Americans that were lost in combat. But unfortunately, we overestimated the ability and the willingness of those particular soldiers to continue to, to fight, and we underestimated the ability of the Taliban once they got this ball rolling, once this spiral started going down, to push that to completion.
1: Colonel, again, you're the guru. You were in Operation Desert Shield and Storm, which were run so efficiently, sir, and and magnificently. Conversely, this was horrifyingly uh, mismanaged somehow. um, What's your message out there? These Gold Star families are ripped apart, man. They're they're saying, why? What was this about? What was this for? What do you tell those veterans and veterans' families and, and the 20,000-plus veterans who are maimed or injured for life? What do you tell them about this, sir? What would you say?
2: Well, my family is one of those Gold Star families. I, I lost a nephew who mm-hmm. died of his wounds from mm-hmm. Afghanistan at the age of about 30. So mm-hmm. I feel this very, very personally, and I know my brother and his wife, who are the parents of this young guy, certainly feel that every single day and are gut-wrenched by what they're watching on TV. But what I would tell all those veterans, all those families that lost a loved one, all those still serving in uniform that served in Afghanistan and Iraq, and we think that number is probably in excess of a million, <clears throat> that they should today, as difficult as this is, they should hold their heads high. They, they stood watch. When the nation called, they answered the call. For the last 20 years, this has been a professional army. This was not the drafty army of the Vietnam War. This was a professional army of volunteers who answered their nation's call, stood watch, and served honorably in difficult theaters in Afghanistan as well as Iraq, and suffered the injuries associated with that. In the last two decades, the United States has not suffered a major attack on our homeland emanating from outside like we saw the well-organized attack, which was September 11, 2001. Yes, there have been isolated individual attacks that have occurred. But those were people that, almost without exception, were already living here in the United States. Most, if not all, were naturalized or, or true American citizens uh, and were radicalized o- over the Internet. And I do believe the fact that they, our guys served so honorably, decimated but not destroyed al-Qaeda, another terrorist organization, is why we have, for the last 20-odd years, enjoyed uh, peace and security here in the United States.
1: Colonel Jeff McCausland, CBS insider west point grad army ranger operation desert shield and storm i'm fascinated colonel i had a veteran on here who 30 years ago was in afghanistan training muslim rebels to shoot <laughs> missiles shoulder-fired missiles at russian helicopters 30 years right. ago sir it's, it's frightening to hear could we have foreseen this that this was going to be the end because the russians couldn't do it why would we be able to do it sir
2: Well, in some ways, I think we could. I mean, the problem we would have if on this call right now, we had an Afghan soldier and we had a Taliban soldier. And if you ask the Taliban soldier what he was fighting for, not unlike the Mujahideen that you referenced, that guy was supporting 30 years ago, he would say two things. One is, I am defending my country. I am ridding my country of the foreign invaders, the occupiers, just like my grandfather did the Russians in the 1990s, and like my ancestors did against the British when they came to my country in the 19th century. And furthermore, I am defending my religion, Islam, from the Crusaders, and that's how they describe us. If you ask that Afghan soldier what was he fighting for, he would probably tell you that he was fighting for a paycheck if, mm-hmm. in fact, he got paid or, the, or his company commander didn't steal the mm-hmm. whole payroll, which they did on a regular basis. Now, take those two guys and ask and answer the question, which is going to have more willpower to fight for what they believe in? Colonel,
1: you're amazing. And it's a pleasure to to have you here. And your wisdom is insane. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time.
2: Marty, thanks a bunch. Have a good day.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from
0: big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.